Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of The Determined Mom Show. I am your host, Amanda Tento, and I have with me today the lovely Emily Foster. She is a good friend of mine, and she is the owner of Emily Foster Creative, and they do brand and website design. So welcome, Emily. Hi, thank you for having me here. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today, which is how to apply brand strategy to your website. But first, I want to kind of get to know you a little bit and get to know your background and how in the world did you get started in branding and web design? Yeah, sounds great. Um, So I've been a designer for about seven years now, and I went to school for actually advertising and marketing. Um, So a lot of what I was learning was integrated with strategy, and I took strategy classes before I even really learned to touch the Adobe Creative Suite. Um, And during that time, we talked a lot about everything that goes into brand strategy, like brand archetypes and uh, positioning and competitor analysis. And I liked that side, but also wanted to be a little bit more artistic. I was also in a digital arts program. So I kind of decided to merge the two and do design. Um, And at that time, it was more design for marketing and advertising agencies. So a lot more like campaign based versus like the evergreen website and branding design that I do now. Um, So it was always thinking about like the problem that the client is experiencing first and kind of coming up with a brief from that and then going into the creative solutions from there. And then um, worked in a couple agencies after college and I loved it, but also felt like the whole culture of agencies was always like rushing to meet deadlines and working long hours. Um, and it, I wasn't exactly sure what to do next. I was doing web design and branding sometimes within that job. Um, but a lot of it was like really rushed, like Facebook ad campaigns or print ad campaigns, which was great because I learned a lot of different stuff. And um, so I was actually laid off um, about a year into COVID just because I worked for an experiential marketing agency and that was really affected by the pandemic. So when that ended, I kind of had to figure out like, do I want to go back to an agency and use this experience or do I want to dive more into branding and web design and continue to offer that to clients? I had been doing some freelancing on the side and really liked the logos I had designed for my clients through freelancing. So I decided to take that path and start Emily Foster Creative um, a little over a year ago now. Um, And I love brand and website design because it just, it feels like it solves problems in the same way that the advertising and marketing I was doing did. But like I said, it's like more evergreen and it's like really the life of your brand. I mean, it is your brand, but it's the life of your company. Um, So I love thinking about that and like thinking that it has a really long-term impact on everything that your business is doing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I love that story. I think you're one of the first COVID transitioners that we've had on. Usually they're, um, you know, like moms that get pregnant and then, you know, like when they have their baby, they're like, oh no, I can't do that anymore. (laughs) And like, you know, but I love that. Um, that was the interesting part too, because in college, I think I've probably told you this before, but I was like scared to have freelancing as a career because my professors actually kind of told us like not to freelance until you were 10 plus years into your career. So I actually, that was my plan was maybe around 30, I would have kids and then leave during maternity leave. And obviously yeah, a lot of your guests have made that possible. Yeah. Now I'm looking back and I'm like, okay, thank goodness I didn't because I also know the challenges that it comes with. So at yeah. least 
like no one imagines a layoff or like hopes for it, but that kind of like forced me to do it earlier. I don't think Mm -hmm. I would have before maternity leave if I hadn't been laid off. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's awesome. And I don't know, Oregon has like a built-in maternity leave, right? I think, but doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. Um, Okay. I know Washington just did, but uh, I think it actually might have, it might be like the family leave act where Mm, I think your company can't fire you, but there's no Mm -hmm. like paid maternity leave or anything. Yeah. Yeah. In Washington, they do have paid maternity leave. Now, of course, five years after I have my baby, but you know, it's fine. Yeah. You're like, maybe <laughs> if okay. I have another baby, I can, oh yeah. And you're not in Washington anymore. No. Right? So. <laughs> it's like, I'd have to move back, have another baby. It's like a whole thing, but yeah. And it's like, is that a reason to have another baby? <laughs> no, I don't yeah, think so. I am a cat mom. I do plan yeah. to have kids someday, but right now yeah. it's just cats, which That's sometimes awesome. feel like babies. Yeah. I love it. And I love, you know, that you've shared your experience and I also really love that you have the experience in like print. Cause I think you just have so many different mediums in there. You have the print, you have the ads like Facebook ads and those kind of things, the digital marketing, and then you have websites and branding. So you have that whole kind of package in there. So I love that. It's really, really valuable to your clients. I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. I used to advertise it all on my website, but now it's just like, you have to book branding or web design and then Mm -hmm. we can work on things after, Um, which I think was part of why I love branding and web design so much is like, I was doing these little projects for clients, like maybe a social campaign. And then it's like, okay, but your branding's not good. So it's like, how well will this actually perform? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just better to like start from the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I find it challenging when clients don't have the budget to do that foundational work yet they want you to work some sort of magic with ads and you know all of that stuff like we're sending them to this website that's not really great you know (laughs) like it's not really going to convert anyone and they're like why aren't these ads working or why aren't why isn't this working you know it's it's a challenge so yeah I feel like it's hard because yeah especially new business owners or side hustlers like it's hard to afford everything at once but Mm -hmm. Also yeah. on the reverse side, I'm always telling people like, okay, we can do your branding and web design and you can make that investment, but then what will you do after that? Like it, it yeah. is going to move the needle, but then you do still have to like market yourself mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, do those Facebook ads and, or yeah. maybe not always Facebook ads, but something to promote yeah. your website. Yeah. I love it. I love that you continue to encourage them on that. So let's talk about brand strategy. Just give us a little quick refresher on what is brand strategy and why we need it. And then we'll go into how we can apply it to our website. Yeah. Um, so it's really, it can mean a lot of different things. And I feel like it's been a buzzword recently. Like everyone kind of says they're strategic with their branding. Really not everyone is, but it's basically creating a plan for how you're going to speak to your audience and accomplish your goals, but like less in a marketing sense, but more like how is your brand going to exist in the world in what you're trying to accomplish is how I like to explain it. So thinking about your target audience, like where your brand shows up in their story. Um, So we've been talking about building a story brand, that book a lot. And we both listen to like the Marketing Made Simple podcast. So I guess that's a plug, even though it's not our podcast. Um, I know. I love that podcast. That's the only one that I binge on right now. It's my my favorite. I was listening to it last night. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like thinking about like, where does your company show up in that story of your customers? Because really like, it doesn't matter what you say about your brand or how you design your logo. If your clients don't perceive it a certain way, then it's not going to make an impact. And um, so it's thinking like almost like 
um, reverse engineering and like thinking about their story and then like what does your brand need to do to show up in that and to like solve their problems I was listening to marketing made simple last night and he was talking about how we know Tylenol will solve your problem of like relieving a headache and Tums will solve your problem of relieving a stomach ache so it's like thinking about who do you want to target what their problem is and then like how does your branding show up and it's like a lot of um, thought leg work before you actually get to any designing. Yes, it is. I've been working through that process, as you know, because we talked about it a lot. And uh, it's been quite the challenge just to kind of like really figure that out and pull it out. Like it's, it's definitely not something that's easy to do on your own. So I love that that's something that you offer in your agency. Yeah, I know. I think it was because of my background. I don't know how to offer anything else, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, I guess I could design a logo um, and it obviously is more expensive to do brand strategy too. So there's different levels, but I don't know really how to design something that's going to move the needle for clients without thinking through that strategy, at least a little bit. Yeah. And that's the best way to do it. Honestly, it's just, you're laying that foundation, you're laying the, the foundation of the house really, and then you're building and what people are often do is they go back and they try to put up cardboard walls or, you know, (laughs) on a, on a flat foundation and there's nothing there to hold them up. And, you know, that's really what we're talking about. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully you don't have to tear down the house as often if you have that good foundation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm tearing down my house right now because I really didn't do that. I didn't have it in place and I've morphed my business way too many times. I've torn it down Uh, a few times and rebranded and all that stuff. And I just really, I'm tired of doing that. And I'm like, okay, this is it, you know? Yeah. And it's hard and scary because it does take more time. And if you outsource it, like more money, but I think people, it's a long-term plan, basically Mm -hmm. like thinking like, how will this benefit you? Like, I think people like to think of like, I just need a logo, just something quick, but any time or money that you're spending on that is really wasted time. If you're going to have to replace it soon. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. So with this brand strategy, how do we apply it to our website in order to kind of convey that message? Yeah. So there's a few things. One, like it shows up in brand identity. So I noticed a lot of people will kind of like do a website before they do branding, which sometimes is good because sometimes you just need something up and like start getting that SEO traction and basically just have like a digital billboard. But if you don't apply your branding, then like, it's kind of like there's what a billion websites out there in the world. And it's like, how is yours going to stand out if it's not speaking to your target audience? Um, So it's like how your branding shows up on your website and the color selections and font selections that you're choosing. Um, But then also thinking like taking that brand strategy that you've come up with and then applying that to your website strategy. So like also reverse engineering, like who is using your website and um, kind of considering the UX a lot, like in considering the user and how they're going to go through the website. Um, And it's not always a quick answer. Like I think sometimes people think of like, they're in a certain industry. So they're like, okay, I need to have all these things because I'm in this industry, but it doesn't necessarily like if you're a restaurant and your competitors are restaurants, it doesn't mean that your clients are the same um, or that their problems are the same. So it's reverse engineering. Like who is my primary audience that's going to be coming here? What does their path through the website look like? And how does that brand identity show up to attract them when they're there too? And how can I help them solve their problems through the path that they're taking on my website, whether it's Um, getting them to purchase something or fill out a contact form or read a certain blog post or something like that. 
Yeah. So what you're talking about is kind of that call to action that we need to have on our website. It should only be one of them. It should be very bold. It should be, you know, all of those guidelines, but what type of, I mean, I know we've talked about story brand again, but what type of process needs to happen before you apply that to your website? Let's say you already have your strategy done. How in the world do you get it from the paper and like in your head and like in your planning, however you might lay it out, a mind map or whatever you're doing, how do you get it from there to translate into like the header and the, you know, the subtitle and the title and all of those things? Yeah. Um, so I like to basically like I'll put together a brand strategy document and then take that. So like that will include things like keywords, like not SEO keywords, but more like brand keywords, like, and that's what I call them at least, but they could be like, just like kind of copywriting snippets that you would use throughout your brand. Um, and then that also includes like your positioning and your target audience and everything. So I would take that and then develop a site map, um, with your path of the website, but then for those details, like your page titles and like the things in your navigation, you can actually take kind of that language style that you're using in your brand strategy and figure out ways um, to apply it to your website. So one thing um, that I did recently for a client, um, she's a wedding photographer and she's a luxury wedding photographer. So she charges a lot more than other photographers and you know, her style is more editorial. So one example, instead of just saying like weddings um, or portraits in her navigation, we said wedding experience to make people really feel like they're getting more of an experience. And that's why they should spend more money with her. Um, so that's an example of like that would show up in her brand strategy guide of like, basically her positioning is that she's more of an experience and her words that she would use would be a little bit more elevated and more focused, like even focused less on the photography, but focused on the premium experience that she's giving the clients. Um, yeah. So that's one way is to like think through the copywriting and how that shows up on your website. Um, and then I mentioned the site map. So thinking through again, like who is the user and like, what is their journey? Like how are most of your clients coming to your website? Are they finding you through Google, um, Pinterest, and then thinking like where, which websites will they probably land on the most? And then from there, what path do they have to take to get to that call to action? I hope that answers that. That really know. did. Actually, that was a really good example. The wedding experience like that just makes, yeah. I mean, like wedding photography, you're like, eh, yeah. But then when you combine those two words together, like wedding experience, that makes it like a whole nother thing. It kind of like instantly expands your mind as to what it could be, you know, like what is yeah. this experience? And it makes people curious too, I think. Yeah, I think so. And then also when you click on the page, it went into more like, here's the general timeline that clients have when they work with her and the extra benefits that she gives them. Like she kind of assists a little bit with the planning process. So it's thinking through that too. Like, I mean, even for a photographer, your website can be so different from another photographer's. Yeah. And I think that's why your brand strategy really matters is like, I think in a lot of industries, we just tend to follow trends or um, like what everyone else is doing. And that's yeah. not going to be evergreen, um, yep. which is why you go back to the heart of branding. <laughs> yeah, the website. exactly. And, and talking to the, the people that you really want to reach, I know you and I have talked about you wedding, uh, the wedding industry as a niche and 
speaking to them is going to be different than speaking to someone in the auto industry or in the the restaurant industry. It's just a totally different market and using those right words, like you're saying, is going to be really, really important. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's something that gets forgotten. Like we're talking about applying brand strategy to your website, but really brand strategy covers so many things. Like Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people think they just need to like DIY their website design or hire a web designer and then maybe do SEO. But you also have to think about copywriting, um, your imagery. Like I actually have a client that I sent a proposal to and I included that we could do food photography and copywriting and consider all of that like after doing his brand strategy because if one of those things falls short, then the strategy falls short and it's going to not get the kind of results that you want for your clients. Yeah, exactly. Now, do you have, do you do your copywriting for your clients or do you have someone that you outsource that to or how does that work? Um, I usually like to outsource it just because Mm -hmm. I think like if they have a lower budget, I will send them a copywriting form that kind of gives prompts to basically write their own copy and help Mm -hmm. them to think through like, um, here's how we should say something. Or a lot of times they haven't even thought through like a tagline to put on the top um, navigation or not top navigation, the top header of their website. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of prompts them to think through those things. But if they have the extra budget, then I have copywriters that I would recommend Um, especially like ones in specific industries, like um, the wedding industry and creative entrepreneurs. And I think that helps to kind of work with someone again, like getting back to the specifics of they've worked with a lot of people like you and they understand some of the terms of the industry. Mm -hmm. And so I think that helps to, if you can invest in a professional. Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. Awesome. So what other advice do you have for people that are either maybe rebranding or just starting out with their business and they want to make that foundation from the ground up and, you know, create that brand strategy. What are a few things that you can leave us with that, you know, will help us in our journeys? Yeah, I would say um, a little bit of homework is like go write three client archetypes. And that's basically like go write an avatar on three of your ideal clients. And they don't have to be super similar, but like go out and like talk with a few people that you think would be interested in your product or service. And whether it's like Instagram DMing them and just like creating a organic relationship that way that doesn't feel super salesy um or if like your sister could be interested in like the candles you sell or like Mm -hmm. something like that like just go out and have in-person conversations um, and ask them like what are what interests them in your brand or even ask them about like what problems are they dealing with right now and think about like how your brand could help them solve their problems Um, And then when you have a picture of like a few different people, then go write those client archetypes. So that would just be like, you can come up with a fake name that is like maybe similar to that person that you talked to and an occupation and what they're interested in, what their problems are, um, why they would probably buy something from you, um, Mm -hmm. how they found you and think through that. It's kind of like writing a little fictional story almost about like, if you are selling your services or products out of like a physical store or like a website, then how are they finding that? And like, what does their typical day look like before they find that? Like, are they stressed out before they stumble upon your brand? Um, do they kind of like walk past your store and they happen to see it? Just kind of get 
curious and imaginative with those scenarios. And I think having those real conversations with people too will kind of help you catch things that you might not have caught before, like maybe notice the kinds of hobbies that they have and um, maybe similarities between those three to five people that you're talking to. And that will help. Um, and it doesn't have to be super fancy, like just, you know, get a few pieces of paper and write them out. And um, if you're not like super creative, that's okay. But just like maybe even list just some qualities about those people. And I think that can help you at least get started um, to at least DIY it yourself. Or if you want to work with a professional in the future, I think it will help them to really understand like when they ask you if you've thought through your target audience, you can actually have something to show of like, yeah, here's some details about them. Um, and at least your ideal target audience, like even if you're not selling to them right now, then you know the path of where you want to go. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. That's great advice. And everyone listening, you must have some homework now <laughs> and Emily's <laughs> going to check it tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I know it sounds intense, but like, just make yeah. it fun. Like it doesn't have to be high pressure. Like it can just be something to kind of get your mind thinking. Yeah, that's great. And that's something that I like to do those kind of things when I'm like away from my desk. Like I can't do yeah. that kind of stuff for some reason at my desk. I have to like go like to a park or somewhere that's like away from my normal environment to kind of get my head thinking that way. I don't know why I wrote all of my story brand emails at the park while my kids were playing. So <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like, I have to get out of here. So it's interesting. Yeah, I think it kind of helps you boost your confidence a little bit too, because you get mm -hmm. to like get back to your why and think about who you're trying to help. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of the biggest motivators for business owners is to like really yeah. think about like, what problems are you solving and the beautifulness that that adds to the world when you solve those. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you. you so much for being here, Emily, and sharing all of your knowledge. Where is the best place for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, they can find me at my website on emilyfostercreative.com. Um, you can also shoot me an email at hello at emilyfostercreative. And I'm on Instagram at designwithemily um, and also Pinterest at emilyfostercreative if you want to check out some of my work. Um, and I'm always happy to answer questions in Instagram DMs um, or just start a conversation and see how I can help you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being yeah. here. Thank you so much. I appreciate this. This is awesome. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Determined Mom Show. We appreciate you and we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This will help us reach as many other moms as we can. Don't forget to download your 10 things you should be doing to get more clients from Google search guide at rebrand.ly forward slash Google 10. 